This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Rangers beat the White Sox 2-0. And let's talk about the future of the American League West as we are joined by Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone podcast and Odyssey Original, featuring the most notable names in Major League Baseball and all-around sports every week. And we were asked, hey, you still want Brett on? You guys are at Cowboys training camp, and you're talking to all the big dogs. And we're like, yeah, we're in the race. And we just got Max Scherzer. So Rangers baseball has also taken over the Metroplex. And we got to talk about it with our bi-weekly Wednesday guest. Brett, good morning. How are you looking at this division after the deadline yesterday? Well, I, uh, same way I did probably uh, a month ago, except for I, – and I think the Rangers did really good at the break. I think they did better than anybody else. Uh, you started early with Chapman before before the hoopla started and then all the all the chaos, but you ended up getting Max Scherzer and uh, you got Montgomery from St. Louis. I think that's you got Stratton also in the bullpen, Austin Hedges to kind of bolster that catching position with Heim being down in the short term. Uh, I, I, I didn't I didn't see anything but positivity when it comes to the Rangers. I think they did as good a job as they can. You know, especially when when Degrom goes down, you know it seems like oh our big boy goes down. Uh, they kept moving along. Uh, they're still at a at a at a great pace. They're leading the division by half a game. Houston was always going to be tough. I think I, I think if you didn't look at that, uh, you weren't being a realist. You know they've been they've been the superior team. You know them and probably the L.A. Dodgers on the National League mm-hmm. side for the last six or seven years. The Rangers this year, you know, just kind of stepping it up. And one of the great stories in baseball, you know, I, I couple them with, with Baltimore as being another great story. Cincinnati Reds in the NL Central. It's been fun to watch them. You haven't heard from them in a long time. Uh, but I think this Texas Ranger team is is serious now. They, they, they bulked up. Hopefully Evalde is not out too much longer. He's had such a great year for them. But I look at that rotation, and, and they've kind of they've gotten to the point where you know, Houston was the team I worried about in in the American League. They just they pitch and they always pitch. They got a little bit better. They got an old friend back in Verlander. But uh, this Texas team's tough, and that offense keeps rolling. Still leading uh, all of baseball and in, in, in all the major offensive categories, and uh, it's going to be fun. They're they're right there with the best in best in the uh, AL right now, and and, and I think it's going to be a fun fun run for for Ranger fans. Brett, Brett, Brett. We know you by now, okay? That was all a nice way of dancing around, <laughs> saying 
that you think the Astros are the favorites. You did a nice job dancing. You're home the Rangers, but we don't need to sugarcoat it. Just you like you just just tell us. We agree with you. You 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 think the Astros should be the favorites? I, I no, I do, I do. I, I mean, I've always thought the Astros. You know, the Astros haven't been leading that division, Texas leading all year. And when people ask, what do you think? I think the Rangers are great, and I think they are. I think they they're they're kind of equal with the Astros now with the with the deadline, but they're still the Astros. You gotta you gotta prove that you're gonna knock the king off the mountain, and they've been pretty much the class of that American League for six seven years. Doesn't mean they can't be dethroned. You know, Texas is is obviously showing that they're all in by going out and making the moves they made. Yeah, Max Scherzer isn't Max Scherzer of three years ago, but I'll take him. I'll take him down the stretch. A guy that's proven he's been there, done that. Uh, I'll take him. Montgomery's a sneaky pickup. I mean, he's yeah. really good. a few years ago with the Yankees. Uh, he was kind of disposable. And they gave him the St. Louis Cardinals. He's done nothing but but well since that trade uh, to the to the Cardinals. And to get him is huge. Chapman early, that was a big pickup to bolster that bullpen. They're still in the middle of the pack pitching wise, but I think these these additions do uh, are nothing but a positive thing. I've always been an Evaldi fan. He's really coming to his own this year. Yeah, he, they just I think he missed his second start. And they put him on the fifteen. Uh, but he's going to be back. Gray's been great for them all year. I, I, I have nothing but positive things to say about this Texas team. I think they're a formidable match for Houston. Yes, for me, you still got to prove uh, that you can beat Houston, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion now. I, I think Texas is, is pretty evenly matched with that Astros. You know, call it a, not a dynasty because they only, you know, they mm-hmm. haven't won enough to call it a dynasty. Pretty damn good, but but I, I legitimately think Texas has a chance now uh, to win the American League. Brett, you know you mentioned that um, you know that Scherzer might not be the vintage Max Scherzer. Everything seems to be all of his numbers seem to be like the same in terms of like his swing and miss percentage, except his slider. It's way down. He's only getting swings and misses on thirty four percent, where his career average is around fifty. Is that something that you think you could attribute to, like that suspension he had from the from the sticky stuff and not having to use it, or is that one of the first pitches that goes as you get older? Well, I think it's as you get older, things are going to change. You know, you're not going to have spin rates. You know, and, and in my day, we didn't even talk about spin rates. We mm-hmm. said your slider flat, we, your slider's a little flatter than it used to be. You know, it, it's uh, it's almost like attributing something to bat speed. Yeah, Brett, your bat speed, you don't get to that. 98 at the top of the zone like you used to when you were 25 years old. So I think instead of parsing it too much, a guy like Max, he's not going to really be grinding on the numbers going, my spin rate's off and the slider's mm-hmm. not as effective. Maybe that's why I'm not getting swing and miss. Now all of a sudden you get into this world of, of you know, in your head and mental things that are I, – I just think it's as time goes on, things change. We get a little bit older. We don't do things like we did when we were 25 years old. He's he, – He's a big enough pro. I mean, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He'll make the adjustment he needs to make as he gets a little bit older and youth isn't the main thing. We can always – I used to laugh. At the end of my career, guy'd come in and they'd always, you know, 96, 97. And when I was a kid, I used to laugh at that, like, bring it on. When I got a little bit older, I said, all right, I got I to, gotta, you know, I got a few tricks in my bag to, to cheat and get to that heater that I usually – uh, earlier in my life, it was just I didn't have to worry about. It. I wake up, get out of bed, and oh, he throws a hundred. Great, all right, give it to me. As you get a little bit older, you get, you got to get a little bit wiser because the body isn't what it used to be. But Max is one of those guys. I think down the stretch, just 
because he's been in that race so many times, I think you're going to see as good a Max Scherzer as possible at his age. And I think I, I think he's just a huge – it's a big it, – we haven't talked about this. What it does to that clubhouse, too. Yeah, yep. You go out and you get a Max Scherzer, uh, whether he's, he's uh, at the top of his career, Max Scherzer, or a guy that's getting a little bit older – it still sends a message to the guys in the clubhouse from a mental standpoint. Those kids in there, guys that haven't maybe haven't been in a race before, you go out and get the top dog maybe, the top hired gun, that shows me as a player, man, management's got our back. And I've been on some teams where, where management has your back, and it's a really good feeling. doesn't mean it's a done deal. That doesn't mean you win, but, but that, that atmosphere in the clubhouse is really good when something like that happens. I've also been on teams where we get to the deadline, that deadline passes – and nothing, no moves were made, and you kind of look at each other in that room and kind of, well, it's us against the world. So the fact that the, the Rangers management's come in, had those players back, I think, I think it's something that isn't talked about enough. It's a huge rush of adrenaline that goes into that clubhouse when you make big moves at the trading deadline. Brett Boone, Odyssey Baseball Insider, joining us here on the Home of the Rangers with Sean and RJ, 105.3 The Fan. Did you have any other major takeaways from the deadline? Uh, uh, your, your brother's GM is getting murdered by all the Yankee fans. The Orioles made a move. Uh, any, anything else that jumped out to you from yesterday? Well, I, 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 there was a lot of activity. And the Yankees, yeah. well, the Yankees are the Yankees. You're going to get that. You know, the Dodgers are really active. Um, but I look at who they acquired, and it really doesn't excite me. Uh, the Angels were, were pretty active. You didn't know. The, the interesting teams to me were where everybody knows uh, the Rangers. They've been in first place pretty much all year. You're probably going to add. You're going to be a buyer at the trade deadline. And then there's those guys, you know, like the uh, St. Louis Cardinals this year, the Kansas City Royals. They're probably going to be sellers, the Chicago White Sox. But then you'd have those, those, those few teams in the middle in kind of no man's land. It was interesting to me to see what was going to happen. The Angels were the biggest surprise to me. They made a lot of moves. They went out and got Giolito first, Grichik, uh, Crone from the Rockies. Uh, so they're kind of going for it. They, they said three or four days for the deadline, Otani's off the table. And, and that told me right there, Angels are going for it. And they're kind of one of those teams in no man's land. Are they going to make – you know, they're not out of the race, but they're really not in the race. So – those were interesting to me. Uh, the Rays got a little bit better. There were a lot of moves. Blue Jays upgraded their bullpen with Hicks. They got DeJong to, to, to have a little bit of insurance for Bo Bouchette, who, who recently got hurt. Uh, Marlins were real active, you know, got added a lot of arms to that, to that team. And the Houston Astros, they got Graveman, who was a big trade uh, a couple years ago from, from, the, from the Mariners' bullpen. Now he's in the, the, the Houston bullpen to, to bolster that. And then Verlander, their guy that's kind of been there for, for their streak, he's back. So, you know, from a mental standpoint, we talk about that Texas Rangers uh, clubhouse having a, having a kind of a rush of adrenaline with the moves they made. I think you're going to see the Astros with Verlander coming back, kind of the leader of that pack. Uh, they've got the same kind of rush going on. Interesting, a lot of activity. The difference is, and this is interesting to me, when I was playing – you had a deadline, it was later. But then you had the waiver wire. You could do a wink-wink handshake deal like, hey, get my guy through, I'll get your guy through. Mm. Nowadays, it's different. you got to make that decision two months out. And when that decision isn't made, it's final. There's no more trades till after the World Series. I think it's, I think it's a good thing. It, it, it adds intrigue. It makes people two months out make a decision 
where they're not quite ready to make a decision. And I, th- I think it's good for the game. I think it's good for talk radio for people to, you know, fans to yell at their team and, and, and praise another. But uh, I don't know. I think these are little things in the game that are changing as time goes on. Some I really like, some I don't. But I think this, I really like this. You're done now. You can't make any more trades. You either did or you didn't, and now you live with your decisions. You got two months left of the season, and uh, I think I, I think this would be a fun race down to the wire. So you had a rod on. What were the biggest takeaways uh, from your sit down with Alex on the podcast? Well, <laughs> Alex is he's a fit. You know, I've been playing against Alex forever, and Alex is Alex. I, I just I saw him at the All Star game, and I just kind of reached out to him, wanted to get him on. Nothing. He seems like, you know, he's, uh, he's enjoying life. He, you know, my, my biggest question was what it's like, what's it like now to be an owner? Take me to, through that, through that owner's booth, you know, with the, with the Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, you've been a player your whole life. Most of us as players, we never get the opportunity to own a major franchise at the highest level. And that was the most interesting thing to me is what's that like? What are you learning being an owner? Uh, what did what did you not know about being an owner that you thought you knew? So th- those were the things we didn't really get into the, you know, the X's and O's. There's plenty of people ask him the same questions all the time, and I, I kind of wanted to have a different take about his life away from the game. We all know what he did on the field, uh, and the things that have been covered day in and day out with Alex Rodriguez. I kind of wanted to get some other things, but he was he was fun. He was he was good. Hey, man, thank you as always. We appreciate it, and we look forward to uh, getting this AL West race down the stretch with you uh, here on the show. Thank you, Brett. You got it, guys. Thank you. That was Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast and Odyssey Original. Make sure to follow the Brett Boone Podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Let's cross talk with the KMC Masterpiece next on The Fan.